Easter Vigil, which we celebrate this evening, is a Mass in which the Church uses her whole depository of signs and symbols to explain to us, not just through word, but also through sight and smell, the reality of our redemption and the fact that time has been altered and changed by Christ rising from the dead. All history has been transformed by this saving act. And so this evening, we enter into this darkened church, symbolic of the tomb. We enter into the tomb with our Lord, and yet we enter this tomb not with a dead corpse, but we enter the tomb with the light of Christ, the Christ candle, this candle which represents Christ, this candle which will be used in the sacraments of baptism throughout this whole entire year. The this, this candle which will be used at the funeral liturgy, reminding each of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus that death does not take our life from us, but changes the way in which we live, because the light of Christ still burns brightly, both in birth and in death. And so we enter that tomb. We enter into that tomb and we enter into the reality of the mystery of God's tremendous love, that he would love us enough to die on the cross for us and spend three days in that darkened, cold place. And then we sing the exultat, the exultat, which is a beautiful hymn of praise, a praise to what the reality is taking place. If you will, the exultat is a cheat sheet for the word of God that we are going to then hear throughout this Mass. And as you notice, as we, as we read through the word of God, as we go through salvation history, the lights in the church become more and more until we get to the epistle, the letter from St. Paul, in which Christ exists, Christ the light is here. And so the church is ablaze with the light, reminding us that the light of Christ, the light of God has conquered sin and death. And because of that, we rejoice and we are glad. My brothers and sisters, we lived through a traumatic and crazy year, a year of pandemic. 32 years I have been participated in this liturgy of Easter Vigil. One year, last year, shut down. And it's amazing how much we forget, or I forget, has to be done during the Easter Vigil. Only one year. 32 years and one year wipes out the memory. How tragic, how sad. But my brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord of the dead and the living. Jesus Christ has conquered sin and death, and therefore you and I must resurrect from the past we experienced to that lifeless death of pandemic, from that lifeless isolation, and we must rise again. We must rise to new life. 
We welcome this evening Paul and Christopher, who will become new members of the church through this liturgy. Paul, who will be baptized and receive the light of Christ for the first time. Christopher will take full, full profession of faith and become one with us at the Eucharistic table. How wondrous and beautiful it is for us to recognize that even in the chaos of this year, God still calls and invites people to himself. You and I, as members of the church, as members of this mystical body of Christ, are called to illuminate the darkness of this world by how we act, by what we say, and what we believe in our depths of our hearts. The book of Exodus that we heard as a second reading this evening is a beautiful reading. It is a beautiful reading of God saving Israel from their slavery in Egypt into freedom. And it is very clear, hopefully, to see the foreshadowing of the holy baptism within that story, within that account. Because as Israel passes through the waters of the, the, of the Red Sea, as they cross through that, that is symbolic of the waters of baptism which you and I cross through, which Paul will cross through this evening. Before our very eyes, my brothers and sisters, a miracle will take place. There are many miracles that will happen tonight. The first miracle that we'll participate in is the baptism. Because Paul is going to transform before our very eyes, like you and I have done when we too were baptized. Paul is going to be elevated from a creature of God made in his image and likeness into a child, into a son of the Most High God, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There'll be no lightning, there'll be no thunderclaps, there'll be no sign, there'll be no visible sign of what is taking place at this font, except only you and I will witness it if we look with the eyes of faith. And then a few more minutes into the liturgy, we will have Jesus himself come down from heaven, come down from heaven to this altar and take on the form of bread and wine so that it may become for us the holy body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Again, he comes down without thunder and lightning. He comes down without the tumult of choirs of angels that we can hear. But we must see with the eyes of faith and believe in the depths of our hearts of what it is that we participate in. Because you and I, through the Eucharist, become one body in Christ, in which there is no division, language, culture, ethnicity, nothing, space by continents, by water, the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, nothing takes away the reality of our oneness in Christ and as brothers and sisters in the Lord. And so it truly is a day to celebrate a truly a day to celebrate and remind ourselves of the goodness of God. 
I learned something new. Aren't you happy to hear that? <laughs> I'm, not too, I'm not too old to learn new things. I don't know why I didn't know this. I thought I should have known this. But I was reading about the Exodus by different commentaries, and some of the fathers of the church, the earliest interpreters for the us of what the Word of God means. And one of the fathers of the church stated in a sentence that just blew me out of the water. Jesus was present at the Exodus account. The second person of the Trinity was present at the Exodus. And that made me stop and take nourishment. What is this man talking about? He's a father of the church, so he must know more than I do. What does he mean? What does he, how, is, how is he there? Well, do you remember when Israel was brought out of Egypt, and they were traveling to the desert to get to the Red Sea? Do you remember how they were guided? A pillar of fire during the, 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 night, uh, the night and the cloud during the day. Jesus tells us in Scripture, I am the light of the world. And so that light of the fire was the presence of the second person of the Trinity, which was guiding, foreshadowing the fact of what he himself would do uh, 4,000 years later on the cross as he truly does set us free from our sin and death. It was mind-boggling. It was amazing. I was, I was a little bit disappointed I gave up alcohol for Lent, because I should have had a nice small drink to celebrate the wondrous reality of our God. It is amazing. It is amazing to think of how God, from the very beginning, had planned and had prepared Israel in order to send to us his son. And yet even with all the preparation, even with all the preparation that was done, Israel missed him. And not only did they miss him, but they conspired with the Roman authorities to put him to death, to shut him up, to get him out of their sight. And seemingly, Yesterday, at 3 p.m., it seemed that they won, that they fulfilled their desire, because he was shut up into a tomb after he died on that cross. And yet, and yet, my brothers and sisters, even the darkness and the evil of death and the tomb could not withhold the love of God which conquers all darkness, which conquers all sin and death. My brothers and sisters, Jesus is risen, and because of that, we have great hope. Regardless of what is going on in this world, we have hope because Jesus is risen, and through his rising from the dead, he, chose, he shows to us concretely that death and evil do not win. Death and evil are defeated through the blood of the cross and the death of Jesus on that cross. And so therefore, you and I have no reason to be down and out in doom and gloom 
as we look into this world in which we live, which seems covered in darkness. We possess the interior light of Christ, which we received first at our baptism, which was strengthened in our confirmation, and is renewed each and every time we join, uh, we join with God in receiving his presence in the Holy Eucharist, as well as our daily prayer. We are renewed. I describe it to the young the teenagers as recharging your cell phone, restart, recharging your, your smartphone. You gotta plug it in. You gotta get recharged. And that is what the life of prayer does for you and me. It recharges us. So that is what the sacramental life does for you and me. It recharges us. It, it restores us to the life and the reality of the fact that God wins. God wins. And for that, my brothers and sisters, we rejoice and we are glad. So as we move through this life, as we through, move through this rest of the year, let us not forget this Easter vigil. Let us not forget how we started in darkness, in seeming abandonment, and not being able to find our way around or see anyone around us. But, it, but in time, the light of Christ conquered the darkness. And as at first it was just that one light on the candle itself, in which in the darkness all eyes are attracted to it, that light spread throughout the whole church. It's a shame you weren't up here. Because being up here, it's more powerful. You get to see the full effect. And you get to see the glimmer and the dim light as it passes, as everyone has their candle, uh, illuminate this whole entire building. You know, I could have kept you with the candles, all, or the lights off and the candles on the whole mass. And I would have had, I would, we've been able to see. You might have burned your fingers, because I'm preaching long, longer than I intended. But, the, but, the, but the, the power of the light of Christ. Do not waste, do not let the, these symbols be wasted, but realize what they really come to mean, and allow them to transform us into not just a knowledge of what's happening, but to a belief that comes from within and enables us and motivates us to live. The Lord has risen from the tomb, alleluia, alleluia. He is truly risen, alleluia, alleluia. Praise be Jesus Christ, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.